0: to say we've had a great exciting week this week one of the things that uh, i've enjoyed is watching the bus drive up on all those children file out and come in and and then listen to the classes and have prayer and believe the lord for everything that uh went on here this week angela fisher here she goes would you are a great great hand Thank all of you for coming. We do have our nursery. Listen to this. We do have our nursery available. If you need that, it's well staffed this morning. We're going to take a few minutes here to share some wonderful things with you. Uh, Thank our guests for coming today. If you do not have an outline of the sermon, please raise your hand. We want everyone to have an outline of the sermon. Uh, It goes along as... Angela said with the VBS this week and uh, we try to maybe elevate a little bit to uh, us adults although no matter how, what age we are we all face certain things in life and uh, if you notice the introduction, the adventure, excitement and challenges we encounter as we explore the wildlife of VBS. We visit the Israelites as slaves for the Egyptians. We look with amazement as God sends plagues on Egypt. Then we journey with the Israelites as they enter the wilderness. As we look into the New Testament, we behold as Jesus dies, certainly as he comes back to life. Then in lesson five, we watch the Israelites build a memorial to remember God's goodness. Throughout the week we see the goodness of God. Throughout the week we see the goodness of God, no matter their circumstances. Uh, the first night was when life is unfair, God is good. Thank you. When life is unfair, God is God is good. When life isn't fair. <laughs> they looked at the Israelites as they, as they were enslaved by the Egyptians. They were exiled to a foreign country. Uh, boy, was life unfair for the people of God, the children. These were the children of Israel. I've got two other uh, listings and incidents and stories of it looks like that life was unfair. David, most of you know of King David and how that his father, Jesse and how that uh, Samuel anointed David king of Israel. And uh, for years, he never rose to that occasion. He, he was a shepherd boy. And then he was chased by King Saul because of his jealousy. Saul was eating uh, the best there was to eat, living in the best places there was. David was living on scraps. He was in caves and he was running as a fugitive. I would say that life was unfair to King David. Uh, And then another person that life seemed to be unfair was Job. Job was a man that lived a righteous life. Job was a man that was upright in the sight of God. Job was a man that was very, very rich and had many children and was tremendously blessed. The Bible says that Job was perfect and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, oxen, and he, as I said, was a very wealthy man, a wonderful landowner. Then all of a sudden, he lost all of that. He lost his animals. He lost his wealth. His own body was racked with pain. Life was unfair to Job. But when you look at all of these incidents, you find out that God was just. People today look at life as being unfair. In fact, you've probably heard people say, that's not fair. You've probably heard people say, life isn't fair. He got a promotion, or he got a better grade, or she received thus and so, or she's the teacher's pet, or all of these things, life is unfair. But we understand, as I said, not only when life is unfair, that God is good and God will bless. Not only when life is unfair, God is good. When life is scary, God is good. God sends, a, send the, sends the plagues or they saw in their VBS study, he sent the plagues upon Egypt because Pharaoh would not let the uh, Israelites go. And there was, there were plague after plague after plague. And it was scary because the water was turned into blood. There were frogs everywhere, lice, hail, all of these things happened. It was scary. Let me give you two incidents when Life was scary. Most of us know of Jesus on the, uh, in the boat on the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, and there was an awful storm. I don't know whether you've ever been in a boat or a ship when there was an, a terrible storm and the waves and the rain and all of these things happened. Well, this happened to the disciples, and they were so sore, Afraid. In fact, they had to go down into the boat and wake Jesus up because he was asleep. They were so afraid. And Jesus, of course, steps out on the bow of the boat and he whispers, Peace be still. When they got to the other side, the land of Gaderae, they had no sooner docked the boat until there was a man that came out of the caves. He had no clothes on, he was screaming. And he had chains hanging on him. Can you imagine those 12 disciples seeing this awful sight? I imagine it was quite scary. But Jesus was able to cast these demons out of this man. They go into thousands of swine, thousands of hogs, and they run over a cliff. Can you imagine the disciples seeing all of this happen? It was a scary sight. It was a scary scene. Yet Jesus was control, was, uh, was having control when the ship was being tossed. And here, when the demonic of Gadarae came out screaming, Jesus, of course, cast out the demon. And the village people came out and saw him, listen to this, sitting clothed and in his right mind. It's a great story. It's a great message in this scary scene. Yet, when life is scary for us, maybe you've been scared at times. I remember as a kid, I was so afraid at night, mom or dad would be gone and I'd hear things and I would put my head under the cover and I did not want to come out and I almost suffocated because I was so afraid. Fear will grasp us, but Jesus Christ, as he took care of the disciples on the storm, and as he delivered the madman of Gaderay, Jesus takes care of our fear. Can you see, man? Number three, when life changes, God is good. All of us have changes. We're going from uh, adolescence from childhood to adolescence, and then we're going into school, and uh, it changes all the time. Reading a good book by Ed Cole. Ed Cole is one of the Greatest writers to men, and he has a chapter on life changes. Let's listen to what he says. The, uh, he says. Uh, let me read first of all, 1 Corinthians ten, and First uh, Corinthians ten and thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. So it doesn't matter what comes our way. Doesn't matter what changes there are. We have changes in our home. We have changes in our families. Maybe there have been changes because of divorce. Maybe there have been changes because of death. But listen at what Ed Cole says. God's. I love this. Escape pattern is never based on escape from, but escape to. Understand when there are changes, God wants us to change to the better, not running from something. If you're leaving one relationship to another, we're not wanting to leave it because it's bad. If God chooses, we want to leave it to something that is better. You take divorce. You take separation. You take things that happen in our lives. Jobs are changed, are changing. You take when we change in life, it's not an escape from, it is an escape to. Understanding God's way. Someone said this, God's way plus God's timing equals God's blessing. How we leave determines how we enter. Change is going to happen. And usually there's a crisis with that change. But understand this, mom, dad, young person, how we leave is how we enter. If we leave a a job, if we leave a church, if we leave a relationship torn, if we leave a relationship that's not good, how we leave that relationship is how we enter into another relationship. God wants us to leave not from something, but to something. God is more concerned with where we are going f- from where we have come. Let me say it again. God is more concerned with where we are going more than from where we have come. Where are we today? Are we facing good things? Are we looking at good things? Well, God is concerned. Just about that. When life is unfair, God is good. When life is scary, God is good. When life changes, God is good. When life is sad, God is still good. And they have in the VBS study the occasion where Jesus Christ was crucified. Jesus Christ died, and it was a sad time for the disciples. It was a sad time for his followers. But... We know that Jesus rose again and he came back to life. And we need to understand when there are sad times, understand the resurrection, that Jesus Christ did come back to life again. An emotional state of dejection, this is sadness. Sadness ranging from mild discouragement to real downheartedness. You know, the one thing that happened throughout the scripture, we read whether it was David, whether it was Job, or whether it was other writers in the, of, the, of the scripture, we find that they many of them went through sad times. But I would encourage you when you go through sad times to read the Psalms. If you haven't read the 23rd Psalm lately, if you're going through a sad time in your life, let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Understand that God, in sad times, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And then He goes on to say in the fourth verse Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and then my cup of gladness, my cup of joy, my cup of happiness runs over, surely goodness, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I found when I went through some of my sickness and I had to be operated on and there were certain things that had to be done. One of the greatest consolation and one of the greatest peace to me, I would quote the 23rd Psalm. And I would quote Psalms 103 and we're going to read that in just a moment. If you if you'll understand that God's word, God's Holy Spirit will give you comfort when there is sadness. When life is unfair, God is good. When life is scary, God is good. When life changes, God is good. When life is sad, God is good. And when life is good, God is good. Isn't it wonderful to know that no matter where we are in our life, no matter the steps that we take, and what they used during this time when God is good, they use the Israelites as Joshua and the children of Israel were about to go across Jordan into Canaan land. Can you imagine? Can you imagine wandering 40 years in the wilderness? Can you imagine how it was? And yet now here they stand at the Jordan River and they're about to cross the Jordan. God Almighty performed a great miracle. What did he do? He separated the Jordan so they could walk across on dry land. Same thing he did at the Red Sea. God, listen to me, is a miracle-working God. Doesn't matter where we are in our life. Doesn't matter where we are in our walk. God Almighty is a miracle-working God. Can you say amen? He's a miracle-working God. God, they had waited 40 years. Now is the time to cross this Jordan. God did not want them to forget. He wants us to remember. One of the things that's so hard at times is we forget. If we're not careful, we forget the good things that God's done for us. We forget the good things that happened to us. So God told Joshua, he said, I want you to take 12 of the men One man from each tribe, and I want you to go and pick stones and put them on your shoulder. So they had to be large stones. Take them out of the midst of the river and bring them over and stack them up. So when your children shall see them, and they ask, what do these stones stand for? You can tell them the story of how that God brought you from Egypt how that God brought you from the wilderness, of how that God parted the River Jordan, allowed you to go across into a place called Canaan, where the Bible says milk and honey flows. God didn't want them to forget that. And there are things in your and my life that God does not want us to forget. I want you to listen. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Psalms 103 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget what? Not all his benefits. It's so easy to forget it. We need to be reminded. We need to be told and said, God, you've been so good to me. Who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Don't forget the good things that God has done for us. God has left us today. In this day and age of grace, there are things that we do to remind us. Do any of you kids know what we do today to remind us of God's goodness and what God has done in the past? Can somebody tell me? We have communion, and we take it every Friday night when we pray. It's good to take communion. It's good to take the uh, blessings of the Lord, that it reminds us of not only the blood that He shed, but the body that was broken. It reminds us of the sacrifice that was made. Why did He do that? Why does God want us to remember that? Because Jesus Christ shed His blood, His body was beaten and broken. He sacrificed His life to pay my and your penalty for our sins. Aren't you glad for that? Don't you want to remember that? Listen to what Jesus says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul said, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this What? In remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. In what? In remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. And there are things that we need to do. I think it's good, uh, good for us to write things down so we don't forget them. I think it's good for us to go and pray sometimes at the very same place. I have miracles after miracles that happen in my life, and every time a miracle happens to me, I go to one place and give God great uh, thanks for it, and I pray in that same place, and that's right here, at the right of the altar. Have the place. Have a place where you pray, so it will cause you to remember the things that God has done for you. Do you go back and thank Him? Do you praise Him for the things? That he has done. When life is unfair, and you think it's unfair, God's good. When life is scary, and all of us, whether we're adults or children, when life is scary, God is good. When life changes, some of us has have have had some major changes in our lives. God's still good. Always remember, he's, he's bringing... Listen, Jesus or God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt to go into the, the, the wilderness, but not to stay in the wilderness, but to go into Canaan land. He brought them out that he might bring them in. God brings you out from where you are that he might bring you to something better. When life changes, God is good. When life is sad, and we all go through those times when life is sad, God is good. One of the best ways to enjoy the blessings of God during the sad time and be encouraged and experience joy is to have the Spirit of God to touch your life. Have the Word of God to encourage you. Not only when life is sad, but when life is good, God is good. Look at the bottom of your page. I want you to read something with me. This is also from Ed Cole. Sometimes our decision takes us away from God's will. But not out of God's reach. Come and, Sister Judy and Brother Matt and you guys, if you would. I want you to play. God is so good, and then we're going to sing. Brother Matt's going to sing. Let me say that again. Listen. Sometimes our decision takes us out of God's will, but never out of God's reach. Have you got a son? Have you got a daughter? Have you got a grandchild? Have you got a husband or a wife? Have you got a loved one, a friend? That they've gone definitely out of God's will. They've moved out of God's will. I want you to know something today. They're not out of God's reach. You say, but Brother Don, you don't, you don't know what my child's doing. You don't know what my son's doing. Oh, I've got a granddaughter, I've got a grandson that's so far away from God. Oh, they may be out of God's will, but they're not out of God's reach.